Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. amazing when you look behind you it's not, a, it's not a good story at all that's why pastors one of our prayers is that it shouldn't rain on a Sunday morning it's amazing how people are affected by rain but anyway it's all good amen well it's exciting to see you once again in church on the beautiful Sunday morning amen Hallelujah. I want to emphasize once again the Macarius. I think God willing, by the end of this month, the Macarius is coming in. Hallelujah. Amen. I know why you're not clapping because you have not paid some money for the Macarius. A set of 40 books by the best author in my estimation, the best author in the whole world, Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Hallelujah. And he's going for 150 Ghana cities only. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. But that's what it is. And so, those who are paid, I hear the, the, it's first come, first serve. So, if you have not, I mean, what it just means that the first this thing that is coming, you're not going to be part of it. That's the next person. Have you paid for the Macarius because it's coming? If you haven't, do so right after the service. Amen. And then I also want to encourage us to get the wisdom impartation services. The messages, they are, they are just awesome. Hallelujah. Amen. Especially wisdom 5, wisdom 6, wisdom 7. And for you who are planning to marry, I think Wisdom 7 is the one for you. (laughs) You need to get it. Get it. And also connect to the podcast. The podcast is is free. Free. Uh, You can just connect, download the app if you don't have it. Download it onto your uh, phone or iPad. And then subscribe to Dark Keyword Mails. And that's it. The messages will come automatically to your phone and to your iPad anytime the message is preached. Amen. How many of you have the podcast? Okay. But quite a number still don't have it. Ask the next person, what's this podcast? Is it a... <laughs> they will explain it to you. But in case you also don't have a smartphone, may you be blessed with a smartphone in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Well, our memory verse for today, I don't know whether you're ready. Are are you ready for the memory verse? You're sure. You're sure. Beautiful. Okay. Our memory verse is Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. These are all scriptures you know, but the address is always the problem. So now we are adding the address to the verses. Amen. Okay, shall we read together? Ready, go. 
how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. Can we take it one more time? Okay, go. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Wow. Can we do it? You sure? Okay, guys, you can take it off. Okay, ready, go. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you so much for today. We ask for the presence of your spirit to be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. And uh, before I preach this morning, um, one of our Zona members uh, in the Alajo area uh, passed away um, the day after the Good Friday. Actually, that night from the uh, Good Friday service, he went home, he slept, and he didn't wake up. What a way to check out. What a way to check out. After such a powerful service, and then he goes to be with the Lord. And yesterday he was buried. The family is here. I kindly ask the family to please stand. Family of Roger Sienz, if they are here, can you please stand? Wonderful. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. On behalf of the presiding bishop, I want to encourage the family. I want you to know that it's well. Our brother is in a better place. Uh, I mean... I hear even that day he was encouraging a lot of people to go for the service. And I believe that his reward is great in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to encourage you. It is well. Let's be strong. I think for us the message is that we should also prepare our hearts so that we walk with God and have Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So that one day we can also join Roger in heaven. Amen. I want us to stretch forth our hands and pray for the family of Roger want to ask that God will strengthen them. God will comfort them. Pray that the devil will not take advantage of this to bring confusion. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and pray. Father, we bless you. We thank you. We give you glory. We thank you for our brother Roger. What a gift. What a gift to the body of Christ. Thank you for blessing him. Oh God, blessing us with him. In the years that you gave him to us, oh God, the work that he did in the bustle, in the zone, Father, we bless you for his life. You chose at this time to call him. We thank you, oh God, for everything that you have done. We know, oh God, that he's resting in your bosom. 
Father, we pray for the family. We ask for strength. We ask for comfort. We pray that, Lord, you will strengthen them. May Satan not take advantage of this situation in the name of Jesus. We cover them with the blood of Jesus. Let your will be done in their lives. We pray, oh God, that we will prepare our hearts. That on that day when you come for your own, we'll all be a part of the number. And we'll meet with our brother Roger. We thank you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Please be seated. Please put your hands together for somebody be on the keyboard, please. Hallelujah. Well, turn with me to Romans chapter 8. Today I want to continue my message on preaching, teaching, and healing. The ministry of Jesus Christ. This part two, isn't it? All right. Uh, Last week we just scratched the surface and so we're going to just... Uh, go deeper into it but romans chapter 8 i'm reading from verse 18 hallelujah hallelujah romans chapter 8 i'm reading from verse 18 it says that for i reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us are you there with me verse 19 for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of god verse 20 for the creature was made subject to vanity not willingly but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope 21 says that because of the creature itself also because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of god 22, for we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Amen. Well, I'm preaching from Bishop's book, Preaching, Teaching, and Healing. Uh, I think now it's out of print. It's part of church planting, so, which is part of the Macarius. It looks like you can't run away from the Macarius. You, you need to get the Macarius. Next week, uh, next two weeks, God willing, we're going to start our feeding 527. We'll be preaching from the book, The Art of Ministry. You need to get that book, which is also part of the Macarius. You know, but everyone needs to have a copy of the book when we start the feeding 527. So please make sure that you get it uh, after the service if you are not getting the whole of the Macarius. But I think that. The money you're going to use to buy that book, three or four of that can get a Macarius. So you better get a Macarius. Amen. All right. Well, last week we started talking about the fact that uh, from the scripture we read, the Bible says that the whole earth is groaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Amen. The sons of God, the earth is waiting for us because we have the answer to the world. The whole world is going through a whole lot of things. The problems in Ghana are the same problems everywhere. When you go to Indonesia, the things they are facing, we are facing the same thing here in Ghana. And so, there is a solution. There is something that can help mankind. And God looking at creation and looking at the man that he had created and the things that man was going through came up with a plan came up with something a way to help man 
And so he decided to send his son, Jesus, to come and die for you and I. And so Jesus came to the earth. But I'm sure the people who prophesied about the coming of Jesus, I'm sure they'll be wondering, what is he coming to do? Because for all the problems we are going through in this earth, or on this earth, there are things, I'm sure everyone, when you mention, you will have something that you will say. You will wish that there will be more universities. So that if Central University is not taking you, Legon is not taking you, and uh, all the other places, you can have some other place to attend. So that there will be no apportu in the system, isn't it? Or, maybe we should have more hospitals. If Jesus is coming to the earth to help the earth, what is he coming to do to help us? What will bring maximum good to man? And so we can come up with many things, but we discovered last week from Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35, that when Jesus came to the earth, he did three things. Matthew 9, 35, he says that Jesus went through all the towns and villages. What did he do? Teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. Three things Jesus did. Preaching, teaching, and healing. What are they? Preaching, teaching, and healing. One more time. Preaching, teaching, and healing. He did not try to build universities. He did not try to make new roads. I'm sure Jerusalem would have done with some good roads. He didn't try to do any other thing. These were the three things he did. He left that work for us. And so if we are going to help this world, the whole world is groaning, waiting for the sons of God to manifest and to come up and bring the solution. What are we also expected to do? We are also expected to preach, to teach, and to heal. I see you being a preacher. I see you being a teacher. And I see you being a healer. Somebody lift your hand and say, I preacher. Say, I teacher. And say, I healer. Hallelujah. And so we said last week that God has always had this plan. And that's why, even in the Old Testament, we had people like Noah, who was described as the preacher of righteousness. We saw Moses, who was asked to preach, but he said, listen, I cannot preach because I'm a stammerer. And the Lord said, why do you say you are a stammerer? Am I not the one who created your mouth? He said, go, I will be with your mouth. Today, anybody who is afraid to preach... I came to encourage you that the Lord will be with your mouth. Hallelujah. We saw Solomon, who was also a preacher, in Song of Solomon chapter 1 and verse 12. He said, I, Solomon the king, I was also a preacher. And this one is for those who say, I work at Sand and Stone Bank, so I cannot preach. Those who say, I'm in this architectural firm. I'm always designing to build something. I cannot preach. 
He said, I the king. Put that scripture there. Song of Solomon 1. Ecclesiastes 1 12. Ecclesiastes 1 12. I the preacher was king over Israel. I the preacher. I was also a king. So I can be a bank manager and still be a preacher. I can be a, a, a whatever mechanic and still be a preacher. Because if a king can be a preacher, then you can also be a preacher. Ask the next person, what do you do? And let them tell you what they do. And when they finish, tell them, you can also be a preacher. So you can write, I, a student, am also a preacher. I, your name, whatever you are, I am also a preacher. Write it in your book so that you don't forget. I am also a preacher. And God has always used preaching. And so last week, I told you that the first reason why preaching is something that we also have to use is that that is what God has chosen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, the Bible says that, 1 Corinthians 1, 21, For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. By wisdom, we don't know God. By wisdom, the world has not been able to know God. There's a way to know God. I said there's a way to know God. So it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. God has chosen preaching. No matter how foolish it may sound to you, that is what God has chosen. And there's nothing we can do about it. We better also flow in the same way. Oh, church, may we rise up and be preachers of the gospel. Like the choir sang, we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone who believes, we must preach the gospel. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, the Bible says that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Anyone. But the Bible says in verse 14, it said, how can they call on whom they have not even heard about? And how can they hear except there be first a preacher? Somebody say, I preacher. There are people in your office, they need to hear the gospel. But if you don't rise up as a preacher, they will never hear. Except there be first a preacher. From today, I declare that the preaching anointing has come upon you. You will be preaching the gospel of Jesus. Yeah. If kings are preaching, then you can also preach. Nobody has any excuse. I think God intentionally put all these things together that... He knew that you would come up and say, I am, I, am, I, am a, I am a professor of whatever, so I can't preach. The king is preaching. You, the professor, you can also preach. Say, I preacher. Hey. He sent Jonah to preach to a people called Nineveh, a city called Nineveh. And the Bible says that when Jonah went to that city, in fact, he didn't even go when they sent him. He was going somewhere else. But you see, God did not change his mind about saving Nineveh. He did not change his mind about the preaching. Bible says that for the, for the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Romans eleven twenty nine. 
They are without repentance. What God has told you to do, please do it. Because one day you'll be judged for it. There are people waiting for you. There are cities waiting for you. There are nations waiting for you. There are families waiting for you. You better rise up and be a preacher and preach the gospel. Somebody say, I preacher. Souls are parting to eternity. Souls are parting. Every day, souls are parting. How many are dying in Christ? How many know Jesus? Like we hear about our brother Roger, somebody went to preach to him. And today we can be confident that he's with the Lord. But there are many others who are dying without hearing the gospel because those who must preach are not preaching. So Bible says, Jonah chapter 3 verse 1. Bible says, and the word of the Lord came to Jonah again the second time. Because God has not finished. And for some of us, it is coming to you the third time. Some of you, it's coming to you for the hundredth time. When are you going to preach? When are you going to tell somebody about Christ? And he said, go and preach the preaching which I bid you to preach. Tell somebody, preach the preaching that you were bidden to preach. <laughs> Reason number two why we must preach. Preaching saves lives. Same scripture, 1 Corinthians one twenty one. It says that, for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom did not know God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them. To save them. Somebody say save them. Save them that believe. People are going to hell. How can we save them? They are on their way. The only thing that can save them, the Bible says, is preaching. We must preach. Jonah went to Nineveh and he preached. Listen, there was no miracle. It was just preaching. Preaching. Word. He gave them the word and the whole nation from the king down to even the animals. Everyone repented. All the animals were in sackcloth. You should see the dogs wearing sackcloth. You should see the donkeys wearing sackcloth. All of them in sackcloth. They had repented. Wow! I feel that the anointing of Jonah in these last days is going to come upon the church. I see the anointing of Jonah coming upon somebody. You are going to preach and cities will be saved. You will preach and nations will be saved. If you are the one shout, I preacher. Paul wrote to Timothy. He said to Timothy, he said, my son, Timothy, preach the word. Preach the word. Tell somebody, preach the word. May you be a preacher. May you preach the word. I see you preaching the word. I see an anointing coming upon you to preach the word. Say, I will preach the word. Preach the word. He said, be instant in season and out of season. Be preaching the word. Don't stop preaching, my brother. Don't stop my preaching, my sister. Listen, I could have been doing something else, but I say, hey, this is the command of the Lord to preach the word. I am going to preach the word wherever I go. May you also preach the word. 
he said to him in verse 4, he said, do the work of an evangelist. Do the work. Is it verse 5? Do the work. Verse 5. Do the work of an evangelist and make full proof of your ministry. Do the work. Tell somebody I'll preach. Oh. Paul said, 1 Corinthians 9, 16. He said, woe is me. Woe is me. The woe is you if you don't preach the gospel. That's how some people took the thing. The way we have relaxed about it, some people saw it as so important that if I don't preach, woe is me. Tell somebody, woe is you. May the anointing of Peter come upon the church. Peter preached and 3,000 people gave their life to Christ. Oh, I see you preaching. Thousands of people are going to give their life to Christ. It's an anointing. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me for he has anointed me to preach. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about preaching. The good he did, he preached. May we have the anointing of Philip, the evangelist, who went down to Samaria in Acts chapter 8, verse 5. And Bible says that, and he preached Christ. And the whole city gave heed to the preaching that Philip preached. And the Bible says that evil spirits came out of people. People who were suffering from the palsy, they received healing. And Bible says that, and there was great rejoicing in the city. Oh, I see people preaching the gospel. May there be rejoicing because of your message. Give somebody a high five and say, I'll preach. Oh, say it like you mean it, because I, I don't feel it. Woe is me. May heaven be populated because of me. May hell be depopulated because of you. Because you preach. Number three. Quickly. Preaching, we must preach because it attacks the root of man's problems. The root. Many times when people are solving problems, they don't go to the root. And that's why people don't change. We solve the thing at the surface. And so the problem is not solved. For instance, if, if, if you have a problem of always not having money, every time you receive your salary by the 12 of the month, the money is finished. How many know what I'm talking about? And you come say, Man of God, pray for me. So Motia is have been stealing my money. Do you know Motia? Dwarves. Yeah, there are some things you have to do. One woman came to see me the other day. She said, eh, she feels that there are some dwarves stealing her money. When she does the business, she doesn't see the money. As I was talking to her, I just received her this thing to ask her that she pay tight. I said, Madam, do you pay tight? She said, well, what, what, what? I said, Madam, it's a very simple question. Do you pay tight? Yes or no? I mean. So because the Bible says that he will send divorce to devour. 
canker worm, palmer worm, caterpillar, they are ready to steal. <laughs> you know, but let's say you are a married man. You are every time by the 12th, 13th, there's no money, 15th, money is finished. And then, maybe what actually happens is that every time you cook, your soup is like a zoo. Every animal is inside the soup. There are snails there, crabs, <laughs> pork. Hey, the soup is more than a zoo. Every time when you cook, sometimes even there's not enough soup around the meat because when they put the soup on the fufu, it's not enough because the meat. Now, instead of cutting down the meat, every time you go and borrow money, when it's 13, 14, you go and borrow just to finish the month. You are just going back to square one. You are not solving the problem. God realized that to give us hospitals, to give us cars and things will not solve the problem. We will just go back to the same problem again. So he needed something that would deal with the problem at the roots. And so they said preaching. Because man's problem actually is sin. That's our problem. When the Lord said to Adam and Eve that when you eat this tree, you shall die. That was it. They didn't believe it. The devil came and said, oh, but you shall not die. If I try it and see See, that's the deception of the devil. Oh, it, it will be okay. Go and borrow and see. They say you, when they say you borrow, they go, you borrow, you'll be happy. You see that you are living. But with time, you see that you are dying. <laughs> you are suffering. So, they didn't believe it. They ate the fruit. And then man started dying. Man could live to 900 and something, 1,000 years. But we started coming down. Coming down. The age whatever started coming down everybody now had a death sentence on you whether you like it or not you are going to die as you are living i don't know what time it would be for you but anybody can die at any time it'd be your time today it'd be somebody's time tomorrow we cannot tell but that's what has happened to us sin which is the root of our problem is killing us Separating us from God and the life of God. And so life expectancy keeps coming down. Bible says in, in Psalm 90 that Moses says something. He said, Lord, teach us to number our days. That we may apply our heart to wisdom. And he said that, well, if we are able to live by reason of whatever, he said that we are going to live three score and ten, which is seventy. They said, but if by reason of strength, maybe you move to 80. But really, 70 is what has been given to us. But even the 70 today, people are not getting there. People are dying at the age of 12, 15, 10, because of sin. That is why the thief came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the Bible says that Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But how can they call on Jesus if there's no preacher? Somebody must preach. 
and tell them that the way to life for you is Jesus Christ. If you can accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are opening your life to more life. Oh, I see people receiving life. Sin is dealt with when the gospel is preached. Sin is dealt with. Listen, the police people, they are trying to do all the things. Prison, taking people to prison and all that. It's just stopping the thing for a season. People go to prison and they come back. And they are worse than they went in. They rather go and learn more because they go and meet other guys. They say, hey, Charlie, you, you lost God, they caught you. I will show you a, a, something you can do when you go back. So they come back from the prison even hardened. The only thing that can soften people and make people run away from sin is the gospel of Jesus Christ. If we can preach the gospel, we're going to set a lot of people free. I don't know why you're not putting your hands together. Number four, preaching releases the power of God. That's the scripture the choir sang, Romans 1, 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto what? Salvation. To everyone that believes to the Jew first and to the Greek. Everyone who can believe, salvation will come to the person. There is power in the gospel. I said there's power in the gospel. There is power in the gospel. So much power, you have no idea. Once I was reading a book by a lady, she had a divine revelation into the spirit realm. And she said, Jesus took her in the spirit and they were traveling, moving from church to church. And they said they got to one church. It's not a big church, a small church. And the roof just came apart like that so they could see what was happening. And there was this pastor preaching. As the pastor was preaching, an angel was standing behind the pastor. And the angel was holding a, a, some kind of a bottle of oil or something. As the pastor was preaching, the angel was pouring the oil. As the pastor was preaching, the oil was being poured. And he was preaching. Power. Hey, I see power being released as you preach. I see people being set free as you preach. I see cripples walking as you preach. I see the lame, they are walking because you preach. The Bible says in Acts 10, 44, And whilst Peter yet speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them. Power came. Today I see power coming in the name of Jesus. Power for healing, power for salvation. That is what will save people. We need to preach. Look at young people who are seated here on a Sunday morning. I remember many years ago, Sunday morning, me in church, oh, Mali. I'll be playing football, soccer. When we finish, we'll go to Omutu base. We sit there and then we enjoy, we eat. Charlie, what can arrest somebody like me to be standing here on a Sunday morning and preaching? It must be the preaching of the gospel of Jesus. 
What can arrest a young lady like you? By now, you are having a hangover. You went out, ladies' night, last night. Some brother was smooching you. Some brother was twitching you. Some brother was holding you and dancing with you. You were dancing all night long. So by now, you'll be tired. You cannot get up. But look at you. You are looking dressed. Looking beautiful. Filled with the Holy Ghost. You are seated in church. You are celebrating Jesus. It can only be the gospel. Somebody stand to your feet and give the Lord a shh. It can only be the gospel. Power. Somebody say power. Somebody say power. Shall power. It looks foolish. I said it looks foolish. But it's powerful. When you are singing, don't despise your singing. As you are singing the gospel, the power is being released. I see power being released. Shall power. Sit down. I'm finishing in about two minutes, but I just. Yay! 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 Look at yourself and, and ask how can somebody like me be in church? Look at you. Anchor by now, some man has met you as circle. Meet me there, circle. And he has given you a lift. He's taking you to La Palm Beach Hotel or something like that. To have breakfast. And then other things will continue. But thank God for the gospel of Jesus. I said thank God for the gospel of Jesus. It is the power of God. How can young people like Roger be serving God? It must be the power of the gospel. Oh, we will preach. Lift your hand and say, I preach. Bishop says here, you see, young people are full of energy and youthful lusts. There are certain desires in young people. Young people, are you here? Do you have some desires in you? Do you also feel like doing some things? me I feel, I don't know about you, but I also feel like doing so. I feel like getting a girlfriend. Hey! Anchor, by now, I'll be having about 10 girls. There'll be Susie here. There'll be uh, Rosaline here. Ajua here. Tulim Jali here. Because maybe I'll be moving to different countries. But thank God for the gospel of Jesus. Thank God for the gospel of Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a When you go to a church, you see young people like this. It's a sign that power is at work. Because older people, they are they are, they are tired. Well, they are passed through. I was like, I not cry. No, there's nothing inside. Let's just serve God and finish, so that we just die at least, so that some people will come and bury me when I die. But young people don't think that way. They think that there's more life. They think that we can enjoy. Isn't that the case? Yeah. 
So you set out, young lady, now who he steps, who he steps, who he steps, who he steps. God, you feel that there's life in you. But when the gospel arrests you, the thing that the police could not do, the thing that your mother couldn't do, some of you, your parents put some locks on the door. They didn't know that you were still sneaking out. You are quiet. You know what I'm talking about. You were jumping the wall. Young lady, you jump a wall. Listen, I have to close. The last reason why we need to preach is that preaching gives hope. Wow. No, people have lost hope. Why is the world groaning? Why are people complaining about the dollar, about the economy, about this, about that? People are groaning. People are complaining. They have lost hope. No hope anymore. No hope in the government. No hope in your husband. No hope in your boss. No hope at your workplace. No hope anywhere. There's only one place that can give you hope. That's why the Bible says that Christ in you is the hope of glory. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Without Christ, there's no hope. Romans 15 verse 4 says that, For whatsoever things were written aforetime, they were written for our learning. That we through patience and the comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Hope. Somebody say hope. We only have hope through the gospel. People are sick. They don't even know how they're going to make it. Because no hope. Am I going to come out? But when you hear the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that lets you know that the entrance of the word he sent his word to heal you and to deliver you. He said, you shall serve and he shall bless your bread and your water. And you will take sickness out of your midst. You will know that there is hope for your future. When you read and you see that people like the woman with the issue of blood, they had had the problem for 12 years. But when they met Jesus and she touched the hem of his garment, the sickness vanished immediately. You will have hope that you too, your sickness will go away. I came to speak to somebody here. You have given up on God. You have given up in life. Life. No more hope. I came to tell you with Jesus there's hope. With God there is hope. You need to believe that there's hope and God will make a difference in your life. Somebody shall hope. Romans 15 13. I love that scripture. It says something. He says, Now the God of hope. You see, he is full of hope so much that he is called the God of hope. If you are looking for somebody or a place where you can find hope, look for God. His name is the God of hope. Another name is given to him is the God of all comfort. But this one, he said, now the God of hope. Oh, I came to announce to you that you have come to the right place. You have come to the right person. He is the God of hope. Now the God of hope. Fill you with all joy. Hey, shh. Hey. You see, when you hear the gospel, one of the things that happens to you, you are filled with joy. I said you are filled with joy. 
People don't know why you are happy. They don't know why you are always laughing. Because there's something about the gospel. It brings joy to your life. It brings happiness. Today I came to announce to you. You tried alcohol. It didn't work. You tried Guinness. It didn't work. You tried beer. It didn't work. Yeah, the Anwani Club. It didn't work. Ah, but why don't you try the Holy Ghost? Why don't you try God? Why don't you try the God of all hope? May you receive hope. Somebody shall hope. Fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope. When you talk, people wonder, are you not in the same country with us? Yeah, we are all in the same country, but you see, our eyes are not on this government. Our eyes are on Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now set down at the right hand of God the Father. You can have hope. Shout hope. He said, fill you with all hope. May you abound in hope. Put it back there, brother. Through the power of the Holy Ghost. I've been teaching about the Holy Ghost at the, at the midweek service. Those of you who don't come, you are missing. But I tell you, the Holy Ghost brings some joy. The kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. But it's in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. When Job was going through all his problems, I need to end with this. He says something in Job 14, verse 7. He said, For there is hope even for a tree. <laughs> even a tree has hope. I don't know why you would give up. I'm speaking to somebody who is giving up. That even when it is cut down, some people are trying to cut you down, some people are trying to bring you down. But I came to announce you that you shall arise again. If it be cut down, Bible says that it will sprout again at the scent of water. Water represents the word. When you hear the word, there is hope that comes to you again. You feel like giving up, but when the word of God comes, you have hope again. Bible, there's a story of a mouse... That was put in a bucket of water. And they put that mouse with the bucket of water in a, a, a room. And they made a small hole in the roof. And light was coming. The whole place was dark. Only that place, light. In fact, the first one they did, they didn't put any light. Within three minutes, the mouse died. And they put the same mouse of the same family, the same tribe. Same kindred, same size. They put in the same bucket of water, but this time they put a little light. You see, hope is what keeps a man alive. This mouse was in the bucket of water, and the mouse said to itself, If I can get to where this hole is, I know I can come out. And so the mouse started swimming, swimming, swimming. Three minutes, the mouse was still alive. Ten minutes, the mouse was still alive. One hour, still alive. Five hours, the mouse was still swimming. <laughs> That's you. I see you keep going on. 
The devil wants you to give up, but you shall not give up. I see a ray of light coming your way in the name of Jesus. The mouse kept swimming, kept swimming, kept swimming, kept swimming. 15 hours, 20 hours, the mouse was still swimming. 25, 30 hours, the mouse was still swimming. Hey, 40 hours. 50 hours, the mouse was still swimming. I see you shall continue swimming to the very end. The devil wants you to give up. The devil wants you to start crying. But you shall not cry. I see you still going on. Keep keeping on. Keep keeping on. Keep keeping on. One of these days, the Lord is going to surprise you. The mouse continues swimming. Do you know when the mouse stops swimming? After 72 hours. Just because of the little light. Three days. Three minutes has become three days. Listen, we need to preach the gospel. If people are giving up, when they hear the gospel, they will begin to change. That is why you need to keep coming to church. As you come to church, you hear the word of God. Hope comes inside of you. And you keep going. You keep going. I'm speaking to somebody here. You want to throw in the towel. You even want to commit suicide. But the Lord said I should tell you, keep going. Keep going on. Keep going on. Because one of these days, the situation is going to turn around. I see God making a way for you. And I see hope coming into your life again. Stand to your feet, clap your hands, and give the Lord a shh. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my God. Hold me closely to His side. With love and strength. With love and strength. For each new day. He will make a way. He will make a way. Make that your confession. Lift your hand and sing. God will make a way. Where there seems to be no way. Cannot see. Don't give up my brother. Don't give up my sister. He will be your God. He will hold you close to his side. With love and strength. For each new day. He will make a way. He will make a way. Lift up your voice in a minute. Just talk to God right now. Pray that the God of all hope will fill you with hope. Lift up your voice by His Spirit. I feel that some people are giving up. You've lost hope in the things you are doing. You've lost hope. You are giving up. You're throwing the towel. But the Lord said, I should tell you, don't give up yet. He's about to work in your situation. He's about to do that work for you as you watch me on the television. The Lord is visiting you right there in your home. The power of God is touching you. The healing power of God is coming your way. Don't give up. God will heal you of that sickness. God will deliver you from that situation. Keep hope alive.
Keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. May the strength of the Holy Ghost come upon you wherever you are. May you continue moving on till you see the hand of God in your life. We bless you, Father. We thank you, O God, for hope in the hearts of your people. We give you thanks in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right now, with every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe you hear somebody invited you. But you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. If you're here like that, Jesus is the only hope of glory. Jesus is the answer for the world today. You want to surrender your heart to Jesus? Lift up your right hand wherever you are. I'm going to pray with you. Lift up your right hand. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. Let it go up. At the back there, let it go up. Don't be shy. Today is your day of salvation. It is the power of God. God bless you. I see your hand there. God bless you. I see your hand there at the back. Let it go up above your head. God bless you. I see hands going up. God bless you. You're taking a good decision. God bless you. God bless you. Don't wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow may be too late. Today is the day of salvation. If you have lifted up your hand, do one more thing for me, please. Move out of your seat and come to me. My brother at the back there. My brother over here. My sister there. Come. Come. Oh, keep clapping for them. Come. Come to Jesus. Oh, keep clapping. Keep clapping. This is the only hope for you. There's no hope anywhere else. Jesus is your only hope. Keep clapping for them as they come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Yes. Come all the way. He will make a way. He will make a way. Hallelujah. Those of you in front, please lift up your two hands. It's just a sign of surrender to the Lord. And I want us all to join them as we pray. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. From today, I will serve you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.